You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome back to Across the Romaverse. Happy New Year to all the listeners out there. As now, it's now 2022. Uh, hopefully some good things coming for Roma this year. Uh, this is episode 73 and uh, Jimmy and Brandon are here with me to record a Winter Mercato preview. Guys, how uh, how were your holidays? I had a good time, uh, you know, around my folks, around my family. Omicron in the United States has gotten pretty bad. It's pretty bad most places, so I hope everyone's staying safe. Uh, but yeah, it was a nice laid back Christmas with my family. Yeah, I'm in the exact same boat. I got to go down and see my folks for a couple of weeks. So that was nice, but pretty relaxing too, not doing too much because of COVID and all that good stuff. So same boat as Jimmy, but very, it was a necessary reset button for sure. Yeah. Always good to get away, see the family and uh, relax a bit. And here we are back uh, with Cross Our Own Verse. We took last week off because of the holidays. So we're going to jump right into the winter Mercato. So Roma's needs pretty clearly, you know, I guess outlined in many places that you read, including on, on CDT with our recent roundtable. Right back to back up Rick Karsdorp and a defensive midfield of the two main needs. So, you guys, do you prioritize either right back or DM at this point? Say uh, Pinto can only make one move. What would you prioritize? Yeah, personally, I would I would definitely go for the DM first. Maybe that's just because I'm still holding out hope that uh brian reynolds can become a long-term solution at right back maybe it's because i think we need way more like our our system prioritizes having a dm uh that can function well more than having a right back uh and also i think part of it is that we don't really have a dm in the mold of what Mourinho wants right now whereas you know rick Karsdorp really does seem like uh the type of player that Mourinho is happy to use in that role so there are a lot of reasons why I think the DM is the most important one. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think it's also pretty indicative of how important that position is for Mourinho that, you know, we're looking at players who would be valued if they weren't on expirings uh, for like 25 million euros, 20 million euros, as opposed to, you know, trying to get a backup right back. We're looking for a dry loan for a guy from Arsenal. 
Uh, so yeah, I, I think the DM is probably a priority. I think long-term the DM is the bigger priority, but for this second half of the season, I would say the backup right back is probably what I think is most important just because we see reports about Santon uh, getting his contract voided. Um, and I saw something about Reynolds possibly getting loaned out to an MLS club for the second half of the season. So couldn't really count on him. And um, also with, Calafiori being rumored to go to Cagliari, the, the fullback depth really isn't there. So I think, um, you know, long-term for sure the DM, but for now, especially with the rumored ins and outs, we should be focused on the right back position more. Yeah, I have to agree with Brandon. Just uh, also in the financial sense, I think it'll be easier for Pinto to make a move for uh, Ainsley, Maitland, Nigel, maybe from uh, Arsenal, if that move pans out for a dry loan or loan with an option i think financially it becomes a little bit easier to happen but i think dm long term is what Mourinho needs to make his project really run the way he wants it to run um any other positions you guys would seek or see roma seeking in the in the near future i would go center back just because as long as we play this three in the back system that center back depth really isn't there um going back to the transfer rumors fazio apparently connected to napoli a little bit there so if we lose him the depth is even lesser than it was so I think that's probably the second area to look at after the fullback situation yeah I would agree that center back is probably the most likely one that's not to say that I think that Max Kambula should get sent out I think we were all pretty vehemently against that in the uh, roundup but I would suggest that particularly with uh, some of the apparent reticence that uh, one of Roma's center backs might have about getting vaccinated and the fact that uh, I think January 10th is the last day an unvaccinated player can play in Serie A um, it does seem like that might just, you know, become a priority out of necessity um, to sign on a guy who can play as either third or fourth center back behind Mancini, Ibanez, and Kambula. Uh, I don't know who that would be, and I hope we don't necessarily need it. But, you know, insurance isn't always the worst thing in the world when you consider Smalling's injury history as well. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with Smalling with that uh, vaccination situation, like you mentioned, Jim, because if we have him for Milan and Juve, then we lose him. Uh, could certainly throw a kink into Mourinho's plan, especially playing a three-man back line. So speaking of players who are leaving, uh, we mentioned Calafiotti going on a loan. That seems like it's pretty close to done. Dry loan to Cagliari. I think we all agree that he could use the seasoning, especially with Spinazzola coming back. But let's do a little rapid fire. So Gazzetto Dello Sport this morning put out a list of players that could potentially be leaving Roma in the winter uh, in various ways, including Calafiotti. We won't touch him, but the other players, I, I'm going to go through a, a rapid fire here. Would you keep loan or sell each of these players and you can just give me a quick reason if you'd like to if you want to just give me the, the word that's fine too but i'll start gonzalo vr jim so um one of the few deadweight pieces who might still have value loan i think he has some value as he's shown under fonseca so i would loan him out see what he can do on a different team and bring him back and try again next season I would loan, but for a different reason to try to recoup some value and then maybe move him in the summer because I don't think he'll uh, ever fit the Mourinho mold. Uh, interesting to see, but I think he will be on his way out. Uh, Diawara, Brandon? Uh, so I think writing's on the wall for him. And I think um, with the team looking to bring in some midfielders in this window and subsequent ones, I think it's probably time for him to go. Yeah, sell. So I'd rather have, uh, you know, Bubakar, uh Kamara and uh, Eduardo Bove as our depth at this point than Diawara. Yeah, I'd say sell too. Uh, Max Kambula. Keep. 
loan. He's not getting any minutes. Well, he is getting minutes, but not as much as um, he probably we both both the club and he would like. So loan him out, get him some more game time, and then bring him back next season. See what we got. I say keep just because we're playing the back three. I think the minutes will be there for him to play uh, enough. Uh, Brian Reynolds, Brandon. So, uh, you know, he's a long, young player, so you would think maybe loan, but uh, I think so. Yeah, loan for me, uh, preferably to a small to medium-sized Serie A side along the lines of what we want to do with Cal Fiore. Uh, I think he's got potential. I, I don't think that uh, he should just be thrown out with the bathwater just yet. He's only like 20, right? So... Yeah, I'd say loan too. I know I, in the Gazette de Pisa did say Roma's looking to try to keep him in Serie A if possible. Otherwise, I think Bruges and Anderlecht have been linked. Uh, probably a, a better option than MLS at this point for him. We'll see where he goes. Uh, Meyer all. Let him go. Um, I, I think Eldor needs minutes to be able to, you know, get into a groove. Uh, Felix is out there. And uh, Tammy Abraham should be stealing the bulk of the minutes at this point. The, the guy obviously wants to leave. It's probably too late, but I would say keep. Yeah, I wouldn't mind keeping him as depth, but if he does go, I think he has to stay in Serie A for tax purposes. So Fiorentina uh, has been the link lately. We'll see if they can keep him in Serie A if he does go, because I know Roma got a, a break from the government as part of their, um, I don't know what the, the program they have, but bringing in these foreign players, they get some kind of tax break. Uh, last one, Carlos Perez. I would keep, um, you know, you can never have too many quick uh, wingers to bring on as a sub, so keep. I guess keep just because he's the only player in the squad that I have like no real opinion on. I'll be honest. Like I just don't find him to be like that interesting of a player to watch, but he's not never poor on the pitch either. So like, it's like, well, I guess that's what you need in a backup right winger behind your guy who you hope to be the superstar, right? Like a guy who can put in the minutes when necessary. So why not keep yeah, I'd say keep, uh, unless you're blown away by an offer, which is very unlikely. He seems uh, to, to get along pretty well with Mourinho, so I'd keep him as well. So, you know, we expect certainly some players to leave. We kind of want to see some of these players leave, I guess, in our opinion. So what are your expe- expectations for the Mercato? How busy do you expect it to be? And, and who do you potentially see arriving based on the rumors we're seeing? Yeah, I mean, I think that uh, the right back and the DM are the two orders of business. Uh, it sounds a lot like... Uh, Tiago Pinto might long-term be anticipating a Jordan Veratut sell. Uh, I mean, the, these new castle rumors have been going on for like several windows, even before they got bought up by Saudi Arabia. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see him disappear. But then in the summer, uh, there have been some big names linked to the club as like potential Veratut replacements like Ryan Gravenberch from Ajax. Uh, so I think that anything that happens on those lines would happen in the summer. Any huge purchases will probably happen in the summer. Uh, but right back and DM are immediate needs. So I think we'll actually go in for that right now. Um, as for names, Maitland Niles seems like the name, assuming, you know, we can make that work It seems like it's been done for like a solid week. So I, I wouldn't be surprised if it was done by the next time we talked, um, as for DM. Yeah. I'm on the Bubakar Kamara train. He just seems like the right combo of having a good relationship with the, cl- the club we'd be negotiating with, um, being on an expiring and potentially being able to use some of the money from the uh, Sengizunder and uh, Paulo Paul Lopez transfers out uh, as kind of a make way for a far more impressive defensive midfielder with potential than some of the other ones we've been linked with. Aside from the uh, right back and center defensive midfielder links that we've um, that been going around for you know however many months, I think the after we secure those reinforcements, the window will be relatively quiet. 
just because historically winter mercados are usually pretty quiet, especially for the big, you know, even for the big clubs. So especially for a club with a budget like Roma's, I wouldn't expect to um, see too much business done after we get those necessary reinforcements. Um, as for who I see arriving, I think there's been so many names thrown around for both. It's hard to zero in on, um, you know, specific names in terms of expectations, specifically with the defensive midfielder one, because I feel like that one's kind of a musical chairs in terms of who's most heavily linked on a given day. But the right back spot, I think Maitland Niles is probably going to be the one um, just makes the most sense. And you can plug him in into a few different positions. So that's probably going to be the most likely candidate on that end. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Maitland Niles, as long as Arsenal doesn't hold it up, I read there's some some snags right now based on uh, purchase option price and automatically kicking in at a certain number of appearances. But he seems to be the one. Some mixed reviews from people that you read on him, but it seems like there's some talent there and certainly will be a hungry player. And uh, I agree. I think being the fact that he can play right back behind Karsdorp and maybe also fill in in central mid if you do move Diwara and VR, he gives you another option occasionally in central mid makes him... Um, you know, a, a, a pretty smart purchase if he can uh, transition well. And then I think, um, you know, I think DM's the only other position. I think it's going to be the right move to, to find the DM if they don't get the right player. I think Pinto may hold out. They probably figure they've made it half the season without one. Um, and maybe they can survive without it. But I think the most attractive candidate to me is Kamara from Marseille. I think Jim brought up a good point, which has been talked about in the media, is that uh, Marseille owes us some money for Lopez and Under. Maybe you could use that to swing the deal. And, uh, get a really talented 22 year old uh, for a reasonable price. Cause he is leaving at the end of the season. He has made that clear when his contract is up and Marseille will want to recoup something for their homegrown talent. So now that we've set the expectations for the market, let's get into some listener questions. We've got quite a few here. Uh, I'll bounce back and forth between you guys for the, the different questions. Um, but I'll start with you, Jim is Roma planning to build long-term or are they aiming for fourth spot already? And that's from Bobo. Yes. The answer is yes. Um, I mean, I think they're doing both. Uh, I think that you can see that both from the fact that this is a pretty young squad uh, outside of Enrique Mkhitaryan and uh, Rui Patricio, uh, but also just from the players that were being linked to in the transfer market, even for a guy on a dry loan, Maitland Niles is not that old. Uh, Wupakar Kamara and even Grilich, who is like the older option at DM, uh, is only 26. So I think it's pretty clear that we're building for the long term. Uh, we wouldn't have signed a young striker like Abraham if we weren't building towards the long term. Uh, on the flip side of that, I mean, we are aiming for fourth. I think that's pretty clear based off of the type of transfers we've been making. And if the Gialarossi go for a, you know, investment level DM in particular, like Grillage or Kamara, I think both of them would qualify uh, this winter. I think that it's pretty obvious that they're pushing for fourth. Uh, and, you know, the way that Napoli's looking, the way that a lot of these top four clubs are looking outside of Inter, I'm relatively optimistic that fourth could be reached this this winter or by the end of the season. Yeah, I agree. I think it's a combination. You know, you're, you're building for the long term with a Kamara or a Grillage type player with the pieces we have in place. But at the same time, if you if you get the right player like Kamara, that might get you to push for fourth. So. Uh, do you think that this transfer window will impact the way we play during the rest of the season? For example, with the change in formation, players playing in other positions or maybe forcing someone out of the 11, Brandon? I think this is a great like chicken and the egg scenario. Either, you know, do you bring in uh, the players that fit this formation currently or do you fit in the, did you bring in the players that, you know, you go back to your preferred formation, which is the 4-2-3-1, as we saw at the beginning of the season. So I think, 
with the players that we bring in, obviously it's more of a long-term focus um, at the end of the day, even though there's a short-term need. So I think it'll be players who more likely to fit that four, two, three, one mold. And I can see us reverting to that formation again, once, um, you know, you get the necessary pieces in there. We've talked about it a few times where we think at some point down the road, Mourinho is going to go back to that formation just because that's the identity he wants to establish with this team. And while the three, five, two is, doing well enough right now. Um, you know, we saw the results in that the London match, how um, how it can be effective. I think ultimately we're going to go back to it. So I think the players that we bring in will ultimately change the formation that we play just because we're going to go back to that for sure. Agreed. I think that the whole point of getting the defensive midfielder is so uh, Marina can play his 4-2-3-1. If that arrives, it probably affects the formation and probably someone drops out of the starting 11 to make way for uh, a Kamara or Grilich type. So we'll see. Um, we have one here from, uh, another listener. He said, nice to listen to your recent podcast. So we appreciate you listening. Do you think we need a proper goal scoring winger more than a DM seeing the way Mickey is no longer a 90 minute consecutive game player. And Zaniolo is playing more like a second striker. We have quite weak wide attack. Uh, he says, and that's, that's something that's changed a lot since the Fonseca days. Cause we were overloaded with wingers in those days. Right. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, we definitely need another goal scoring winger but more than a dm certainly not just because we've been able to make do with our wingers as of right now and the the dm's been just a constant talking point from the beginning of the season so i don't i would certainly not say that we need it more than a dm i do think we need one i think as long as we play in this three at the back formation you know you can also plug in the fullbacks on the wide spaces and have them play as wingbacks obviously so in terms of need, I'm not sure that the need is that great because you have either an out-and-out winger on the out wide or you have these fullbacks playing in a wingback role to utilize. So I think if the opportunity presents itself in the window, then you know I could see Pinto pulling the trigger on bringing one in. But in terms of importance, it's certainly not more so than a DM. Yeah, certainly not. I don't think Jose Mourinho would uh, be too happy with a, a wing rather than a DM at this point. I think he might be a little... Uh, annoyed and like you said if we stick with the 352 to finish the year then Spinazzola becomes an option Carzorp is an option and then El Shirari we've seen be plugged in there and if you revert to the 4231 then guess what then you can play Mickey wide you can play FCS you can play Zaniola back out wide so I think there are some options there so <clears throat> here's one from Bello Samuel Jim he he's he wants to know if we can dream of getting Grilich and Kamara if we're able to offload VR and Diawara I don't think so, just because I think that we need to realize that offloading VR and DOR uh, will, is, is something that we need to do to be able to get one of those players if there's going to be a hefty fee. I think that we can expect a fee between 10 and 20 million euros for either Grilich and Kamara. And although getting rid of the VR and DOR salary to begin with will be helpful, I don't think doing that and getting you know some fee for both of them will be enough to get both Grilich and Kamara. Um, I think that in addition, I'm not really sure that it's a good idea to get both because both will be expecting to be consistent starters wherever they end up next. I think we can offer that to one with Cristante and Vertu already in the, in the rotation and with players like Eduardo Bove starting to get significant minutes. I don't think we can offer that to two midfielders in one fell swoop. Yeah. I think that's wishful thinking. Um, you know, those two players being linked to, to a number of clubs are both out of contract. They know they're going to have options in the season. And if you bring in a 22 year like Kamar, you want him to play and develop 
the, along the lines of Tammy and some of these other kids. So would be wishful thinking. And I think if uh, Maitland Niles is also brought in, he presents the second midfield option in the window if both guys are moved. Um, so speaking of the midfield, one player who has been linked away, you guys mentioned is Jordan Vertu. Uh, strong Newcastle links. Newcastle, we know, has a lot of money to spend right now with their new Saudi ownership. Uh, I, I read today that Kieran Trippier is already on the way from Atletico Madrid as they try to fight off relegation and then try to build themselves into uh, the new man city, so to speak. So if they do come calling for Vertu, if they, if he is sold, who do you think is brought in to take his place? I think it's, uh, you know, you can't answer that question until you know when he's sold. So I think if he's sold in this window, um, it's going to be something, a lot of the names that we were already linked to. I think if he's sold in the summer, which is a more exciting proposition in terms of who we'd be getting back, I think maybe Roma are more willing to splash the cash um, to get a, you know, a little higher level of a player as a replacement, as opposed to some of the link names that we've been linked to who are quality players, but um, none of which are going to be your marquee summer signing. So it's a little bit of a fantasy transfer window. If he sold for the summer, I think it'd be cool if they brought in Hoiberg from Tottenham because he kind of seems like a upgraded version of Veritu to me sometimes. I don't know how keen Conte would be to part with him. Um, I don't follow uh, Spurs closely enough to, to say how much game time he's been getting, but I know that's a player that Mourinho loved while he was at Spurs. So I think you know, if we're talking summer dream replacements, I think Hoiberg would be a good shout. Yeah, um, certainly when he sold, if he sold, is it, it dictates who they can purchase. I mean, if he sold in the winter, which I, I find unlikely at this point, they'd have a lot of money to probably spend to get a Kamara type and then another more offensive midfielder to really take on the Vertu role. And then you could, you'd have a big change in the midfield. So I don't know if Mourinho wants that. I throw the name out there that I'd love to see come back to Rome, who's having a really good season in more of an attacking, uh, like box to box midfield roles, Davide Fratesi. Um, and our next question from Yasser Alsimi, he wants to know, can we dream of Fratesi coming back anytime soon? Yeah. I mean, I a hundred percent think, honestly, I think that's probably one of the more likely transfers to happen in the next year. I don't think it'll happen in January because Sassuolo is trying to, you know, be a good club and you don't, you don't lose a player as good as he has been playing in January. If you're trying to succeed over the course of a full season. Uh, but given that, I do think that it would be pretty great for him to come back in the summer. Uh, and I do think that he could have a role to play, particularly if um, Vertu is sold to Newcastle. I think that he's kind of a like for like comparison with that style of play uh, more than the DM role that we're looking for in this January window. So if we're able to, if we have to sell Veritu for mega money um, and then we can bring in, you know, David Fratesi and uh, someone like Ryan Gravenbridge from Ajax, that's the guy who we keep on being linked to and who I think would be a great fit long-term for the club. Um, yeah, I think that would be a great window, but I also don't love um, Veritu that much to begin with. So maybe I'm just kind of hoping to uh, bring in some exciting younger players instead of uh, one guy who I'm not a huge fan of in the first place. Yeah, uh, Vertu's become a, a little bit of a, a dev divisive figure this year for Roma because he hasn't been up to his usual levels. He, even when he was at his best, has made some uh, brain farts in the midfield, so to speak, that have led to turnovers, some, some misplaced passes and things. This year, his biggest asset's really been his set-piece ability with Pellegrini out setting up some of those uh, headers on corners and things like that. But I, I wouldn't be super upset if he sold just because I think he's 28 going on 29. He's kind of 
at the top of his game, maybe starting to go on the downswing. So if you can get Newcastle to throw like 40 million at you, maybe it's worth it. Uh, we'll see if, if, if Pinto even has to make the decision though, because the, the, the links may be shaky. Who knows? Um, speaking of the midfield, uh, Bello Samuel asked, what do you guys think of Bruno Guamares from Lyon, the Brazilian? I think he's better than both Kamara and Grilich and has a higher ceiling. Personally, I don't watch Lyon play very much at all, if ever. Uh, I don't know if either of you feel comfortable commenting on him, but I, I haven't seen him play it enough. No, if it's not PSG, I can't say I've watched too much French League. So <laughs> I've watched a bit of Lyon, um, and I have to say that I think he's quite good. Um, I don't really know how realistic it is to sign him. I feel like it's way more likely. I mean, first of all, you know, they, they signed him in 2020 uh, for 20 million euros. So I'm not really sure that it's realistic for us to think that, you know, basically two years with two years left on his co- contract, we're going to be able to get him for anything less than 25 to 30 million, let alone, you know, 40, 50. Um, so he'd be a cool player. And like, if we ended up selling Veritu, that might become more in the ballpark of who we're looking for. Uh, without that, though, I don't think that's likely. Yeah, and, and there's a reason we're linked with Grilich and Kamara and even Zakaria. It's the fact that they're all out of contract in the summer and it presents a, a unique opportunity where if you can convince that player to come, you get them at a cut rate compared to their market value, which would be 30, 40, 50 million euros uh, you know, in, in a normal situation where they have a couple of years left on their contract. So speaking of Zakaria, Aristotle chimes in a little more of a comment than a question, but uh, you can comment on it. He said, I'd like to see them go for Zakaria. Heading for World Cup 22, he's out, out of contract, club's 14th, uh, speaking Bruce Diamantin Gladbach with no Euro competition to play in. So sets up nicely for Pinto if he can do this deal. Uh, also, Reynolds needs to be sent out and Roman needs to bring in a different Karsdorp right back, right wing back relief filler. Yeah, I mean, we talked about Reynolds and Karsdorp already a little bit. Reynolds, I agree, needs to be sent out. Um, I think Andrew Lake would probably be my uh, preferred spot for him just because what better manager to have to learn um, to apply your trade under than Vincent company as a defender. So um, for me, that would be the pick no brainer as for Karsdorp. Yeah. Especially given his injury history, I think, uh, uh, you know, a backup for him is of the utmost importance. And we talked about those options already as for Zakaria, when we were first linked to him, I could see it happening. Um, and you know, him, him joining as a free agent or at least, or, um, you know, Pinto striking a deal in the winter market, but you see some of these clubs that are also linked to him. You see Liverpool, um, City, Juve, of course. Um, so they're awfully, obviously going to be able to offer more, um, especially if they sign him as a free agent. So I think, you know, it's just a matter of Roma not being able to compete with some of these offers. So as I would, I would like to see him join, but I don't think it's likely given the other clubs that are linked with him. Yeah, I, I think it's unlikely. I think that ship has sailed. Like you said, some of the, the, the teams linked with him are going to be offered more money. Uh, maybe Roma could offer a little more playing time than like a city, but you know, Juve's there and Juve's certainly going to have playing time in the midfield. They're, they're hurting in the midfield. So it would be tough to land him. Um, yeah, I, I would just I would just add yeah, one ahead, thing. Joe. Yeah, that Juve has also not been afraid to hand over ridiculous contracts to free agents in the past, which I don't. Yeah, I think that we I think Roma wants to use the near free agent thing to get people on reasonable deals and pay lower transfer fees, not like bring in Aaron Ramsey types for like 12 million euros a year because we can't do that. That'll just kill the contract structure that we have at the club already. 
Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. Juve, we, we still have Ramsey and uh, Rabio, unless they're a little less keen after the Ramsey situation. But um, one other comment from Vittorio Taroni, he said for a center back fullback role, he would buy Everton's Ben Godfrey in a heartbeat. Uh, I haven't watched much Everton this year. I know they're, they're struggling a bit. Um, I don't know, Brandon, do you watch any more Premier League? Uh, I do, but not, I can't say I watch Everton too much. So I actually don't know too much about Ben Godfrey other than he's a young English center back. So there's always going to be a premium on those, especially if yeah. you're trying to uh, pry, pry one away from the Premier League. So I don't know what his transfer value is, but I think, you know, there's always going to be that Premier League premium. So I'd probably stay away. Yeah. yeah. I would also, I would, yeah. I would also just point out that uh, I think that now the UK counts as like a non-EU yes. transfer. Uh, so we've already used Tammy Abraham as one of those. And I know that one of the issues that has caused hesitation with the Maitland-Niles deal is that Pinto isn't sure that he wants to use his second slot from like ostensibly the UK or South America or, you know, anywhere else in the world on a dry loan. Uh, so I, I don't know. We need to be very picky about who we take from the Premier League at this point. Yeah, I, I know for non-EU slots, I think it might be five players. So you're lo- already looking at Smalling, Abraham, I think Diwara, and there's probably someone else I'm forgetting, but that pretty much limits what you know Roma could do. The, the attractiveness of some of the South Americans is that sometimes they have the dual citizenship with Italy or Spain, uh, which opens it up. But yeah, Maitland-Niles would be the last one unless they can move on from like a Diwara or someone. So it would certainly present an issue. That's why I saw a Loftus-Cheek also linked after Maitland-Niles. There's no way they could do both without moving on from somebody. So uh, good point there to throw into, Jim. Um, so this one from Giuseppe Vitilio, Jim, I'll let you take this one. Uh, will they really sell Zaniolo in the summer? The short answer is no. Um, the longer answer is no, because if, and when they sell Zaniolo, it's going to be when he's at a much higher point in his career than right now. Um, I would anticipate seeing a lot of rumors linking Zaniolo away not the summer of 2022, but the summer of 2023, uh, assuming that he's able to have a full season under his belt where he's able to score, you know, double-digit goals and really show himself to be one of the better um, attacking players in Serie A. That's when, you know, the Real Madrid's and the Manchester Cities will come calling. Uh, and then I honestly don't know what Roma should do in that situation. But I do know that even if, you know, Tottenham comes in with like a, what, 30 million, 40 million euro offer for, for um, Zaniolo that they shouldn't bring, they shouldn't do that right now. Um, he's at the, probably at the um, bottom point of his transfer value. Uh, and I think Tiago Pinto knows that. And yeah, I, I just don't think it's a smart decision. Yeah. Highly unlikely for sure. The last uh, user question we had, or not user, but rather listener question. Uh, they asked about the new assistant coach that was hired to replace Joe Sacramento. I personally don't know anything about him. Uh, I don't know if either of you feels comfortable saying anything. Yeah. Uh, I don't know anything, but I would say best of luck to Joe. He uh, holds the distinction of being part of that iconic Mourinho moment where Mourinho calmly sits down and Joe whispers something to him. And then they both uh, race up and, start yelling at the ref so best of luck to him and um hopefully this new assistant coach can also be a part of the iconic Mourinho discography yeah so I mean the new guy is Salvatore Fulci he's like a former you know like kind of bottom bottom feeder club in Serie A Serie B uh player 
And uh, I know next to nothing about him. What I do know is that it sounds like Sacramento is going to be offered or has been offered like a full-time head coaching gig uh, in Liga, uh, which explains why he's leaving somewhat suddenly. I think Bordeaux um, is the club that has offered him a full-time gig. So uh, we should expect us to probably see some signings happening uh, in the next week with him. Uh, yeah, I have nothing, no idea what to expect with Fulte. Maybe it'll help to have an Italian uh, as the assistant coach, but who's to say? Yeah, so that's our, you know, winter transfer talk. I'm sure we'll be back at the end of the market to, to wrap it, especially if Urban makes a couple signings. But in the meantime, a big week coming up for the Giallarossi. We're recording Sunday evening. You know, Thursday is the um, epiphany in Italy. So it's like a public holiday and everybody in Serie A plays. Roma comes right back into action traveling to the San Siro to face Milan before they host Juventus on Sunday. So a big four days for Roma really can dictate where this season goes, considering they're within striking distance to the top four, but could really fall out of it quickly or really make a case for themselves. So um, Milan, a lot of absences. Benacer, Kessier going to the AFCON. Uh, I know that Kyer is out for the season with a, a blown knee. Ibrahimovic, uh, Giroud, I think Rebic, Liao, all these guys are kind of up in the air right now. So what do you see uh, for Roma on Thursday? Yeah, I think, um, I don't know. I feel like with Milan, they always, you know, they can have a ton of absences, but they can also plug in so many different guys and they don't seem to drop off that much, um, you know, as they're taking, taking people out, plugging them in, things like that. Uh, so I still expect a tough game. I think there's going to be a big boost with Pellegrini returning. Um, I can't remember. Is El, is El Shirari also cleared to return? Is so um, Tammy and Pellegrini both are fit. I did see that Myral tested positive for COVID and they said a second player possibly. I did see that Myral and El Shirari were together in, um, I think, the UAE over break. So I'm, they didn't name the second player. I'm thinking it's SES, uh, but there hasn't been any confirmation yet. So that, that's my assumption based on the pictures I've seen from training too. Okay, well, that's a little bit of a blow, you know, with, with two offensive players both testing COVID. If it is SES, who is that second player? But I think, you know, Pellegrini returning is going to be a big help. Um, and, you know, as, as hopefully he picks up where he left off, but with injuries, you never know. And then, I'm, but I am still just as terrified as I would be um, if Milan had all their players at their disposal just because they've just shown that they're kind of a machine in that aspect. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I think is way bigger than most people who, you know, are casual followers of Serie A might recognize is the loss of Simon Kiar. Uh, he is, without a doubt, you know, in my opinion, one of the sneaky, important players on that team. Like, you know, Leao, Ibrahimovic, uh, they all get a lot of love in the press. But I think that when you're talking about their ability to have some defensive integrity, a lot of it runs through Kiar. So the fact that he's out for the rest of the season uh, gives me a little more hope against this Milan side than I would otherwise have. Um, I do think it's an open question, you know, uh, how well uh, Ibrahimovic, Leal, and Calabria will be able to get back into the side um, after, you know, having injury issues. Like, it generally takes good, even good players, like a match or two, to get back into the swing of things. Um, so I think that this one could be an interesting one. Uh, we just have to hope that, the COVID spread doesn't really cause any major problems for Roma because as far as I know, we've limited it to two players who are positive right now, but that could very easily change between now and the match. 
Yeah, for sure. And I, I look at the Milan projected lineup right now, and it's certainly less intimidating than it was when we played them in October with Kyer out. Like you mentioned, he's he's a big part of their defense. I mean, maybe Zaniol and Abraham could really give Romagnoli and Tomori some issues. We know Romagnoli is not uh, the top end of the defensive, you know, you know, center backs in the league. Uh, Tomori is still young, so maybe they can exploit him a little bit, even though he has been very good, you know. Uh, Florenzi and Teo Hernandez are projected to start at the fullback positions as of now. Florenzi, maybe Vini could take advantage of it. The midfield is what I'm really curious to see because we always talk about Roma's midfield being an issue, not having a DM. But if it's Tonali and Krunic as their double pivot, I mean, there could be some space to exploit for Roma's midfield. And then uh, look at the, the the attacking trio behind Giroud is projected as Macias, Diaz, and Salamakers. I mean, Roma seems to match up pretty well. Let's just hope that they they show up and that they play the way they played against Atalanta. I'm curious to see the way Mourinho approaches it, knowing that it's a bit of a uh, wounded Milan side, so to speak. It, does he sit back and try to counter, or does he try to, to press them into mistakes? It, it, it'll be interesting to see. Any particular matchups you might target if you're Mourinho in the last couple minutes we have here? Uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely think that one of the biggest issues we... I mean, the biggest issue we had against Milan last time was the fact that Ibrahimovic just had one hell of a free kick. um, And Rui Patricio just misjudged it. That was a pretty tight matchup last time. And now they've lost some key players. So if we're able to see, uh, you know, if Zaniolo is able to target some of these weaker defenders that they have to put up now, I think that could be a big match for him. Um, Also, I think that Rui Patricio is a really good goalkeeper and he'll probably want to prove something after, you know, being the reason why we lost that match last time around. I think for me, the, the matchup to, to go after, especially, you know, if he plays is Florenzi, um, just because how many Roma games have we watched where he was the weak link in the defense and teams were just going after him, especially in the bigger matches where um, some of these clubs we played against had dynamic wingers. So I think, you know, uh, hopefully no more COVID cases in the attack, but so if we have our full complement aside from Mayoral and El, El Shirari, if we assume he's the second player, um, I'd say target Florenzi, go after him again and again and again. And um, the the Tammy Abraham Romagnoli matchup will also be one to look for. I think Tamori, as you mentioned, Steven's very, been very good since he's been with Milan. And I think, you know, um, Romagnoli is the one that you're going to want to go after just because he's the weak, weak link. And so hopefully um aside from Florenzi Romagnoli is also the one to go after yeah I agree and uh we'll, we'll see hopefully Roma can go at him and, and get a goal early and let us dictate the pace of play like we did against Atalanta and then hopefully we'll be back here next time talking about some good things I personally won't make a prediction because my predictions have f- faltered really badly this year and cost Roma I don't know if either of you wants to make a prediction but uh well, other than that predictions go ahead <laughs> to say it again. <laughs> Brandon's going to predict 20, a seven-one yeah. loss. <laughs> two yeah. seven-one losses. <laughs> yeah, my twenty-two twenty-two resolution is that I'm not going to make predictions because they always seem to end up poorly. Uh, so I am just going to cross my fingers and hope for the best. Yeah, most likely we won't, we won't be back until after the Juve match next Sunday, um, since it's such a quick turnaround. But we hope to be coming back talking about a couple Roma wins, and if if that's the case, then top four is definitely on. If not, then hey, we see where we go from there, and then the Mercato. Uh, where all that goes but uh you know we we thank you for listening and joining us and we'll see how the mercado plays out and certainly like i said hopefully we'll we'll be back next week talking about a couple roma wins with you guys